You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Good, everybody. Welcome to episode number 29 of The Look Ahead, part of the SB Nation NFL show. I am Rob Stats Guerrero from Niners Nation, and I am happy to be joined by my dear, dear friend, RJ Ochoa from Blogging the Boys. What's up, RJ? Mm, now we're dear friends. I see how it is. You play the middle, yep. Stats. Okay. All right. You know, um, I just want to say that I am so flattered for a number of reasons. Um, I'm flattered because my wife loves me. I'm flattered because my parents love me. I'm flattered because I live in the heads of the odd cast. I mean, why not just call it the RJ cast? If you guys are going to put me on the rundown, you know, you're going to ref. Oh, hey, guys, later on, we're going to talk about RJ. Oh, no, I'm not going to talk about RJ quite yet, but that's coming. You're going to tease it. I mean, my goodness. You know, if you guys, I'll, I'll tell you what, stats, I'll print out some photos of me. I'll sign them a little message to you, to my number one fan, BLG, and I'll mail them to you guys so you guys can feel a little bit better. Look, don't lump me in just because <laughs> you and BLG are fighting. Like, I don't want to be a part of that, okay? I'm the impartial outsider. Don't loop mm. me into your war. Statsurland is what we'll start calling you. Um, <laughs> because uh, That's right. I am neutral. Well, I'm also flattered, Stats, because we have a new review here on the SB Nation NFL show. We always encourage people to subscribe to the show, leave ratings, write a review. And if you write a review, we promise on one of our many wonderful programs, which doesn't include the thing that happens on Tuesdays that, that you devote your time to, Stats, uh, so uh, generously. Uh, but either way, we have a new review. This comes from Fish Liam. Uh, the title, uh, I can't quite read because it cuts it off, but it starts off with Odd Squad Strong. So, you know, hey, we'll give yeah. credit where it's due. Uh, Liam writes, uh, Fish Liam writes, excuse me. Hey, everyone, this five-star review. Been listening since day one and loving every bit of it. Can't go wrong with the oddcast. BLG dropping truth 90% of the time, but love stats being there to get the other 10% right. Love all my other hosts, including the enthusiastic Kyle Posey, the dapper Pete Sweeney, and the brains behind it all, Mr. Michael Kist. Dot, dot, dot. And also, RJ, no lies, I felt completely vindicated in my opinion of Cowboy fans when RJ revealed his deep love of T-Swizzle, but with the Surface's name drop on the latest MFN, I gotta give RJ some love. Thanks for making the show super fun and bringing the creativity always. Seriously, thank you to everyone who helps make these shows possible. It really makes a difference in my life. Best regards, Liam. P.S., I'm down for more music slash football comps. Just please pick better music. I'm assuming that Liam is talking to the rest of you in terms of picking better music because he seems to agree with my eclectic musical stylings. 
Look, the Taylor Swift episode we did was one of our most popular. People really liked it. I had a lot more fun doing it than I thought. Shout out to Taylor Swift. I celebrate that woman's entire catalog. Mm. Uh, Liam, thank you. Please keep the reviews coming and the ratings coming. Like we said, we do read them and we do appreciate them. All right, RJ. Today's show is going to be a little different because football is not really ruling the day right now. March belongs to college hoops and, of course, the March Madness NCAA tournament and the brackets and all of that. And this weekend is the Sweet 16. Many people will be watching it. So what you came up with, and I love this idea, is you have decided that today what we are going to do is we are going to pick the 16 teams from the NFL that from that pool will come the 2021 Super Bowl champion. Mm-hmm. Our own true Sweet 16. Uh, we've mentioned this before. We are documenting everything that we say here on The Look Ahead, the premier show that the SB Nation NFL show offers. And so uh, we're saying we're going to give you our Sweet 16 teams. And from this pool, we will find the Super Bowl 56 champion. Uh, so unlike the exercises that we've done before, like the Taylor Swift one, like the wide receiver one that we did, uh, we're working together here, Stats. Like we're putting the look ahead name on this. So we're going we're gonna to go one by one. We're each going to, you know, and I'll say this. I didn't tell you this in the pre-show meeting. We each have one veto. All right, so we, we can utilize that veto oh, once. Um, however, however, it cannot be used on either of our favorite teams. You know, because there's there's logic to picking both of those squads. But we each hold one veto. Uh, so we're going to compile a list of 16 teams. And even though it's not a draft, um, we still have to participate in traditional the look-ahead rituals in terms of determining who gets to pick first. And you so eloquently deemed many, many moons ago that in order to do that, we have to have a trivia question. So I have a trivia question for you. Uh, somewhat topical here. You mentioned my arch nemesis, BLG, a.k.a. the Joker, to my Batman. Uh, Batman, obviously, um, one of the leaders of the Justice League. We saw that the Justice League, the Snyder Cut, was released last week, and I haven't had a chance to watch it. I'm sure you did. Um, I did watch this like um, like home video about the Falcon and Winter Soldier and the dude that they obsess about in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, um, you know, the inferior leader of that particular group um but (laughs) so uh my trivia question for you stats uh we are both children of the 80s 90s whatever you want to call it do you remember the justice league cartoon on the nfl network or not nfl network goodness gracious on cartoon Cartoon network uh i'm so used to that of course okay i want you to tell me the year that that series released or you know entered our lives the year are you talking about justice league or justice league unlimited justice league the 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 original right the original cartoon on cartoon network oh okay let me think let me think i was in high school i believe so that puts it back a ways i graduated high school in 2003 i'll go 2001 Holy crap. It was 2001. Holy yes. crap. <laughs> I am the smartest wow. man alive. Oh, my gosh. Wow, stats. Things are coming up big for you. Um, your Justice League trivia knowledge is on par. You got new jeans, I think. Um, in fact, I, I want to, before we start, um, a tweet from Stats on Fire on Tuesday night, late Tuesday night, past midnight your time. Nothing on this planet, shout out to the Justice League, the planet they take care of, makes me feel older than shopping for jeans. So here's the thing. 
I love jeans. They are the most versatile piece of clothing in any wardrobe. And I wear jeans almost every day. I have a lighter pair of jeans for casual affairs. I have a medium pair. Got a dress up pair. pair. Right. Dress up pair for sure. So after many, many, many wears, my casual pair of jeans now have a hole in the knee. So Mm. this is a big problem for me. Like I need to replenish. Right. And I don't want to go to a store and shop like I normally would for jeans, which are the only thing I ever try on before I buy them. And I have a very specific jean rule. I don't like the jeans that are like pre-faded. You know how like they they like fade at the thigh and at the knee? I hate that. That's Mm. what's going to happen to jeans anyway when you wear them. I just want jeans that are all the same color all the way through. Fresh out the box. They are really hard to find. It takes me a long time to find jeans and I can't do it now. And I have to online shop and it's miserable because all the jeans are like super skinny and faded and distressed and all this crap. And I feel like a 90 year old man trying to find like my old fashioned dungarees. Um, So for the lighter jeans, do you partner them with New Balance shoes? Is that like... Is that the full ensemble here or <laughs> I do have three <laughs> pairs of new balance sneakers. Okay. Well, um I was I mean, see like late at night for me is when like I'm watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm reading a book. But for you, stats, you are, I assume, getting the measuring um not tape, but like measuring you know, rope or whatever out. You're doing the end seams. You're checking it out. You're looking online, looking at jeans.com. It makes sense, though, that you would be a big jeans guy given the home of the San Francisco 49ers. I never thought uh, I about was a, that. I was a big jeans guy when they were playing at Candlestick Park, too. Mm. I mean, it, jeans are the best article of clothing ever invented. Mm. Do you agree? Um, I, I've, I don't, like, totally disagree, but I will go. I will stand for basketball shorts. Not as versatile, obviously, like you can't, you know, go to dinner in basketball shorts. But I mean, if you told me I could only wear one thing for the rest of my life, I would I would plant myself in basketball shorts and figure it out. Yeah. Spoken like a man who lives in Texas. Well, um, I don't want to distract from the fact that you really pulled this trivia question off stats. Uh, Congratulations to you. 2001. You have earned the right to pick our first team for our sweet 16 here on the look ahead. Right. So the first team, and I'm going to start in the AFC East because that's just where I started when I ran down the line here. The Buffalo Bills. I mean, they are clearly a Super Bowl contender. Josh Allen is a top five quarterback in the entire league. I love Sean McDermott as a head coach. The dude has routinely taken to the, the Bills to the playoffs, which I don't know if people forget, like that never happened for a long time in Buffalo. Their defense is no joke. I love everything about the Buffalo Bills. I think they're getting better, and they have a quarterback on a rookie deal still, which is massive when you're talking about teams that can get to the Super Bowl, RJ. Since 2011, when they restructured the CBA to create the rookie wage scale, seven of the 20 participants in the Super Bowl have featured a quarterback on a rookie deal. So Buffalo is a strong first choice to be in our Sweet 16. Retained a lot of players defensively. Shout out to Matt Milano, of course. We both love the Emmanuel Sanders edition for them. I just I love how they're they're not resting on their laurels. I'm a 
big fan of the Bills. They are my two team, a philosophy that you have a big problem with, not to get off into a different tangent. Uh, I agree with this. I will not be using my veto here. I'm a huge fan of the Buffalo Bills pick. I That's why I I was curious to see who your pick was going to be, your first pick. So you, you want to plant your flag for the Buffalo Bills. I do think that some extra credit should be awarded to um, – because obviously we're going to pick the eventual Super Bowl champion, but whoever picks them deserves like an extra attaboy. You know what I mean? Like if the Bills were to do it, you get that. So I actually am kind of pissed off that you took my like very well-known two teams. So how dare you? Um, well, good job by you, Stats. I don't know that there's much else to say. I mean, the Bills are are awesome, right? And the Bills also have this quality of like um, – I guess kind of they kind of remind me of like the 2013 San Antonio Spurs that lost to the Miami Heat in the finals. Like the 2014 Spurs showed up for the sole purpose of winning the NBA finals. And and the Bills are that like knocking this again different situations but like they were, they were right there knocking on the door, really going to come back and I think really going to kind of set the world on fire this coming season. So Josh Allen, it, obviously the pressure is going to be on him. My question for you is he kind of exploded last year and reached a level that we really didn't know that he could reach. Do you think that that is like his new standard now or is that a career year? Because if it's if it's just a career year and he regresses, then Buffalo has no shot to win a Super Bowl. I think that there will be regression. I, I think it's, it's ridiculous to say that there won't be. I, I think it's hard to say that that is the new floor, but I don't think like there are, there is regression. There's like, like 2017 Derek Carr regression. You know what I mean? And then there's just like slight regression to the mean. And I think that that's what Josh Allen is experiencing. His mean, his floor has risen. Maybe we saw like some greater strengths of it this past season. And I think that that will exist in other vacuums, but I don't know that he'll be that dude all the way, you know, start to end, but you don't have to be. Like, you know what I mean? And that's that's the beauty of Buffalo is that their team is very talented overall, especially defensively, and they play in a weak division. I mean, so, you know, I well, I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll is have another team. a weak team. division? I, I don't know. Um, maybe the, maybe it's not. Um, I guess I'll go next. Uh, well, I guess I have to go next. Um, I, I mean, I feel like we would be fools if we didn't include them, and so I, I guess we'll just get the obvious out of the way. Kansas City. I mean, I actually am not that confident. That like if if I had to pick a team right now that's going to win the Super Bowl, it would not be the Chiefs. Um, I think that this is maybe the year of overall regression from the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is obviously an outlier in that respect, but I just think that it's it's so hard. And this is the point where you start to see like would be dynasties, you know, kind of hinder. In the same sense, I guess you could look at the 2015 Seattle Seahawks, right? Like they win the Super Bowl. They come back. They lose it to the New England Patriots. That's a comp I think a lot of people are going to make, certainly very early in, in the quarterback's careers like Russell and Mahomes. Those 2015 Seahawks were a good team, but they just ran into a team in the Carolina Panthers that was having their, you know, outlier year. And I could see that. Like I could see, I don't know, the – the Los Angeles Chargers, right? Like blowing up this year and like really taking off and wiping out Kansas City in the playoffs. But we would be fools if we didn't include the Chiefs in this exercise. I absolutely agree that they should be included. I agree with you that I don't think they're going to be in the Super Bowl this year. Um, unless you think that Patrick Mahomes is going on a Tom Brady-esque run, like guys don't get to the championship game every year. And Mahomes has been in the conference championship every year. He's been a starter. He is due for like you talked about just this crazy 
divisional playoff game. Maybe they lose like 50 to 49 to Josh Allen or Justin Herbert, like you pointed out. But guys just don't end up playing in the conference championship game year after year if they're not Tom Brady. Even Peyton Manning didn't do that. So, like, it's not a knock on Mahomes if this year they happen to lose in the divisional round. But they're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to be really good. They absolutely deserve to be in in these 16 teams, this Sweet 16 as we're calling it, because they have the structures in place. They have a defense that can rise up when necessary. They have a great offensive head coach, and they have a phenomenal quarterback. And even if everything else around them doesn't go perfectly, that's going to be enough to get them into the playoffs. Right. And I don't think um, – I think this is a factor more in the NBA – I mean, because you're playing almost like another half of a season when you get to the finals every year, right? Like the the wear and tear of that is a factor. Not that it's not at all in the NFL, but it's it's to a much more minimal degree. But I do worry, and I feel like this happens. This I know this happens to me, like when I play Madden or something like that. Is is that the Chiefs will be trying to avenge their Super Bowl loss in every game they play this season, and and you can't win the Super Bowl in September. You know, you you can't even win it in like this epic November game against, you know, whoever you, you just can't. And, but I think that you, you can wear yourself out with that pressure. And, and I think that's a really hard thing to avoid. And, and to your point, Kansas city is well coached, but I mean, we've seen time and time and time again, that, that it generally is something that most teams fall to. And so I don't think they'll win the super bowl, but we would be dumb if we didn't have them in our sweet 16. As much as it pains me to admit, because I would love to see Pete Sweeney get knocked down a peg. I think he's a little too big oh. for his britches. The dapper Pete Sweeney, to quote Liam. All right, Be, put some respect here. All right. Do you think it's it's interesting that the Chiefs have gone after some big name free agents this year, and they have not been able to reel them in? They went after Juju hard. They didn't get him. They went after Trent Williams hard. They didn't get him. They went after Josh Reynolds hard. They didn't get him. You would think that Kansas City is one of these really attractive spots, especially in a year where guys are signing one-year deals. Like, you would think, hey, guys, will go sign up to chase the ring, but we really haven't seen that, and I don't know why. I don't either, and it, it actually makes me think of something Pete said the morning of the Super Bowl. We did a clubhouse together. Um, he talked about Sammy Watkins at the time um, and how winning or losing that game could impact his potential free agency and that, you know, he obviously would want to be part of a team that could potentially win three in a row as that's never been done. And so I don't know that there's like a stink on the chiefs. There, there's not at all uh, shout out to stink. Who's been on the show, by the way. Um, but I, I just think it's, it's less cool. It's kind of like, um, like did you ever have a game boy color? No. Well, the game boy color came out and I had a green one. Like mine was physically green. Um, but no, sorry. Mine was purple. My bad. Um, I was thinking of something else. So either way. But like I remember there was a special Pokemon edition Game Boy Color. And it was yellow. Like Pikachu. And everybody, like all my friends had the the yellow one because it was like the thing. And then the like novelty wore off. You know what I mean? It was like, well, the purple one's cool. Or the red one's cool. Or whatever. And I just think the like... Not the novelty has worn off, but it's it's not the like the only thing happening in the NFL anymore. And so, like, just by virtue of thinking of other things and other things happening, I think that they've become less enticing. You know, like there's something to be said for going to the restaurant you love and eating the same meal that, you know, is great every single time. But eventually you reach a point where you're like, well, what else is on the menu? You know, and and I think that's where it, it is 
it is interesting. I will say that to see that, you know, the effect is no longer the same because I also think it's, they are the justice league, right? Like they have Mahomes and Kelsey and Tyreek and honey badger. And so like, there's not really room for another superstar. Right. And so it's kind of hard to, to crack into that particular frame. And that might be a factor in my mind. It could be. I just, I really thought that they were going to kind of load up and, and become sort of this crazy super team like we've never seen before. And that really hasn't been the case. And they still actually have some holes on their offensive line that they need to get patched up, mainly two starting tackles. But like, again, say Juju had gone there. And you're your general Chiefs fan stats. You are asking for a Chiefs jersey for your birthday, for Christmas, whatever. Juju is where in the pecking order for you, right? Like not, he, he's not I, on the list, right? That's what I'm saying. Like you have like you know five Chiefs. Like there's probably Chiefs fans who would rather have like a Dirty Dan Sorensen jersey than a Juju jersey, <laughs> right? No, because like it's it's the like it's it's like emblematic of the era. You know what I mean? Juju's just like you know part of the brigade that showed up late, and so like I kind of get that from Juju's perspective. You know, wanting to be part of the like the original members of the band, so to speak. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm going to stay in the AFC and I'm going to take another team with a quarterback on a rookie deal. And that's the Cleveland Browns. And I hope the Browns fans hear this because I have not picked the Cleveland Browns to do anything of any significance, maybe ever in my life. But they won 11 games last year. They are building the team the right way. I like the moves that they've made. I still think their offensive weapons are among the best in the league. And hopefully Odell can come back and actually stay healthy. I know people have this crazy idea that they're better without Odell. I'll never believe that. I just think that Baker is going to continue to develop. He's going to continue to get better. They have a coaching staff that puts him in positions to succeed. They use a lot of play action, which they should because it makes it easier on your quarterback. Cleveland is tough. The defense is also very good still. I for the I can't believe I'm saying this, but I feel really good putting the Browns in the 16 teams with a chance to win it all. So they should certainly be in in the group um, in the Sweet 16. And I think the argument, not that you made an argument against Josh Allen, but the same conversation surrounds Baker Mayfield. Not that he like balled out of his mind, but like if there's regression there, what happens? And more specifically. You're right. I mean, the Browns are this team that is kind of we want to run the ball. We want to utilize play action, which isn't the, the you know, is it modus operandi? Is that the term? Yes, I think it is. Uh, the, the, the modus operandi that like most teams in the NFL use. So what if Nick Chubb, you know, regresses like the, the Browns are kind of built in the Tennessee Titans mold. 
And so I know they have Kareem Hunt, but like, you know, it's it's kind of like I know Football Outsiders uh, released the information about teams that were most and least impacted by injuries over the course of last season. And the Buccaneers were by far the least impacted. And so it's kind of like it's not that that was lightning in a bottle, but it's so difficult to emulate an exact specific recipe. Um, and so in that sense, I don't think the Browns will win the Super Bowl, but we certainly have to cast them inside of our net. And here's the thing with Baker. I could argue that when Baker doesn't have somebody that's totally over their skis as a head coach, he actually plays pretty well. I mean, Freddie Kitchens had no business being a head coach. Absolutely none. He had never even been a coordinator before. That was just not a recipe for success. You put Stefanski in there, and Baker had a really good year last year. I mean, he wasn't turning the ball over. He threw for almost 3,600 yards, 26 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Like, that's a quarterback that you can definitely win with. And so I think that Baker's outlier year was the year with Freddie Kitchens, and the level of performance that we're going to get from him is what we saw last year going forward. Do you think um, this is not necessarily a question about the teams? Are you ready to 100% say beyond a shadow of a doubt that Josh Allen is the best quarterback from the 2018 class? Oh, yeah, I think so. I don't, I don't think it's particularly close either. I mean, Lamar is good, but Lamar has to succeed a certain way. I think Josh Allen, you could throw Josh Allen in any offense and he would be good. So you're willing to say there's no way that Baker Mayfield outperforms Josh Allen over the rest of their careers. No disrespect to Lamar, but Baker is Baker is the only dude who we haven't seen this like God mode season from yet. We've seen it from Lamar. We've seen it from Josh. Baker is the only one who kind of has that, I think, unearthed. And it is still possible. But I would still take Josh Allen myself. Yeah, no, I, I Baker could have a blow-up season. But Baker's not as athletic as Josh Allen. Like, Baker right. thinks he's athletic, but he can't run away from people. Josh Allen can and does. So I will give him the edge. So that's why I give him a slight edge. But I'm still high on the Browns. They're still in my Sweet 16. I will uh, wrap up our first quarter here um, and give us our first NFC team. Um, it is a team that I talk about a lot. And a team that inspires a lot of hate and a lot of people. And a team that is led by a quarterback that is both beloved and hated by many across the World Wide Web. It is, of course, the Green Bay Packers. Um, I hate them with all my heart, but um, (laughs) it would be stupid not to pick them. And I, I actually think that they're a candidate to regress as well, just because, I mean, it's it's difficult. And especially like it's so difficult to have the Josh Allen conversation, right? Like, can he emulate that again? And he's so young. And not that Aaron Rodgers is old, you know, in the grand scheme of life, but it's so difficult to play at that high of a level that consistently when you're later on in your career. And so I do wonder if this is the season where the wheels fall off a little bit, the Matt LaFleur talk gets louder, the why did we bring back Aaron Jones conversation starts out. Why didn't we go get Kenny Galladay? Why didn't we go get a Robin to, you know, Devontae Adams as Batman, even though I'm Batman. And so I, that that might happen, but we have to have them here. Yeah, Rodgers is just too good to not say that he that they belong in here. But I do agree with you that at some point, top shelf Aaron Rodgers is going to be a thing of the past. He's still going to be very, very good. But you have to understand the level that he is played at. And that may not happen, which is why the Packers need to help him out. Get him some guys, some weapons where he doesn't have to make these crazy perfect throws all the time. Because the little floor system is going to give guys opportunities to catch and run. 
give them some dudes that can actually make some plays and break some tackles here. That's how you compensate for that small drop off that we might see from Aaron Rodgers. I still think their defense, I don't love it. I still think you can run on them, um, but they're absolutely good enough to be in the Sweet 16. I mean, all the floor does is what win 13 games and go to the NFC title game. Right. So, you know, it looks like that was a good hire there. They're in the Sweet 16, but I, if I'm picking my Super Bowl participant in the NFC now before the draft, I'm not picking the Green Bay Packers. It will disappoint me if the Packers are in the Super Bowl, um, but I don't want to be wrong. And so we have to include them here. Um, shout out to the Packers, I suppose. We have four stats. You're up. And if you don't, right. if you pick the Cowboys, I'm going to be really upset with you. I am not going to pick the Cowboys right now. I may pick them later, as is my prerogative. Uh, let's go with a team I don't love, but I, again, I feel like they have to be in the mix. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but John Gruden's Raiders. I don't love a ton of the moves they've made, but they still have Derek Carr. They've got some really talented pieces on offense and Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs. Gruden is a good offensive coach. He's he's a terrible GM, unfortunately, and that hurts them. But I got to pick 16 teams in this thing, and I can't look at the Raiders and just immediately scratch them off the list. Mm, I will veto. That's my veto. Oh. I'm sorry. I this is not happening. I would rather I would rather put us somewhere else uh, because I don't believe in them. That would have been the first non-playoff team from last season that we would have had on the list. It's not anymore. Um, I agree with you that there is talent there. However. They also, and I know there are three wild card spots now, but they play in the same division as Kansas City. They play in the same division as the Chargers, who aren't on this list, but I have a feeling will be. Maybe that's where you want to go here. I mean, they play in the more premium conference in general. Um, and I mean, they had, I don't want to say an, a great season last year, but they had an improved season last year and still missed the playoffs. Like they couldn't even beat Miami down the stretch, which doesn't inspire a lot of confidence in me. Um, so I, I just. I'm not a fan. I, I, it would be cool, but I'm, I'm fine rolling the dice against the Raiders. All right. So if I have to pick a new team, then yeah, then give me the Chargers. I mean, what's not to love about this team? They have an absolutely stacked roster. I think they have a much better head coach. Now, I know Brandon Staley has never been a head coach before, but I had no confidence in Anthony Lynn. I think Anthony Lynn lost them games last year. There was seemingly constant disorganization with the Chargers. And I put that on a head coach because that's your job, obviously, is to make sure everybody's on the same page. I think the Chargers are going to have that now. And traditionally, we've seen a lot of quarterbacks make a huge jump in year two, potentially some to the MVP level, like we saw with Lamar Jackson, like we saw with Patrick Mahomes. So I think that we could see that from Justin Herbert, who's absolutely fantastic. The Chargers are doing a good job this year of protecting him. I love the Corey Lindsley signing by them. I absolutely love L.A., and they absolutely deserve to be in our Sweet 16. I love this pick. I'm super upset that I am not the one who got to make it, uh, but I'm happy for you. Uh, this is a composite exer- exercise, and so um, I mean, this this is this is a hug. Stats this is a hug from me to you. Uh, so congratulations. I love Brandon Staley. Like I, I don't know what it is about it, but I love him as a person. Every interview I've heard from him, he's super impressive. He's a very astute person. He reads a lot. Um, he's one of the only people I've ever heard that read Adam Schefter's book, which I, I, I don't know why that impressed me. Um, and it's not even a book about sports. It's about his wife's late husband, which is a really incredible story, sad and tragic story, but in, I mean, an incredible story of perseverance in their family. Um, but I just, there's something about him that, that just 
I like the cut of his jib, so to speak. Um, so good for you taking the Chargers. I Quality will take jib. right. I will take the Chargers of the NFC, and I'm going to make sure that I get them on the board here. You picked actually two, uh, but you have now picked one non-playoff team from this past season in the LA Chargers. I will pick the Dallas Cowboys. I think that there's an argument to be made that they are the third best team in the NFC. Um, if you want to sort of pay respect to the Buccaneers and, and have them be the best, that's fine. Maybe you want to put the Packers ahead of them. Maybe you want to go with the Rams. There's, I think that's where the conversation kind of starts. Offensively, the Cowboys have arguably the best offense in the NFL outside of whatever Patrick Mahomes is doing. They certainly have the personnel to do whatever they want. Dan Quinn, obviously now tasked with getting the defense up to standard on the other side of the ball. They play in the NFC East. They should easily win 10 to 11, maybe 12 games with this whole 17 situation um, added. And I think that they will have a home playoff game. I don't think they'll have a buy or the buy, I should say, but I think that they are a contender and I think that they belong on our list. Bear agrees. Obviously I, love the Cowboys offense. Like, I love it. Their personnel everywhere, they are absolutely loaded. I hate your defense. Like, I hate every single thing about the Cowboys defense, including your coordinator. But like you said, all he has to do is get them to just average level. And the Cowboys offense is so good that they are going to be able to pick up any slack. Um, I agree with your assessment. I don't think they're getting the bye. They're going to be in a fight for that division with Washington. I think Washington is a really good team, a much improved team. Their defense is legit, but they absolutely deserve to be in the round of 16. That is a very strong pick by you, Homer-ish. And I don't know if I agree with your NFC team rankings, but yeah, I, I will say the Cowboys are in the Sweet 16 for sure. Congratulations to me. Uh, congratulations to you for getting America's team here. The NFL is now happy. We now have six stats. We have 10 more. You still have your veto left. Keep that in mind, but it is your turn to pick another team. All right. My next team is the Baltimore Ravens, quite simply because they have a quarterback that even if you do everything correct, he can still beat you. And that is that's how you win playoff games, right? Because everybody spends all week game planning, the offense, the defense. Here's how we're going to stop them. And great. And you know what? Sometimes when you get on that field, dudes just do something crazy that you didn't even think they could ever do before. And that is the definition of Lamar Jackson. Um, I think that Baltimore is at least they see now that they need to surround him with weapons. They haven't been able to do it, but they've tried like they they get it. They tried to get Juju. They tried to get um, another receiver who's I'm going to cut you off stats. I don't like to do this, but because this is a, a stats, a critical moment here. You said the on again the odd cast that you hate when teams announce that they try the Chicago Bears said that they tried to get Russell Wilson guess what they failed the Baltimore Ravens good for you trying but you let Kenny Galladay pick the New York Giants over you you know like how is this you know admirable well one I don't think the Ravens are throwing out there like look at us look at us we tried we tried we tried it's just the Ravens <laughs> happen to be mentioned in all these teams when they go after guys but here's the thing. Here's the difference. They don't need a quarterback, and they're not done. They could add dudes in the draft that have a huge impact on their team. But the fact that they get it, they see their weakness, I like that. I don't think they're done adding to the team. There could be a guy, a wide receiver, a free agent in June or July that they end up adding to the team that makes a big difference. So I like that Baltimore gets it. They are a smart organization, and they're in the 16 for me, for sure. 
I agree that they belong here, but I just feel really badly for Lamar Jackson because there we will all tweet during a primetime Ravens game in December, get Lamar some help. Like that's <laughs> that's inevitable. Like it really is. And so um, I feel badly for him, but I do believe that they belong on this list. Um, not a lot of NFC representatives so far. In fact, you haven't even taken an NFC team yet. Not that I disagree with any of your picks, except for I literally disagree with the Raiders one. I will stay in the AFC, and I will stay, uh, assuming you don't veto this, uh, with uh, Baltimore Ravens theme, the team that they beat in the playoffs, the Tennessee Titans. Um to me, have kind of a Bills vibe and a Browns vibe in the same sort of way. Been knocking on the door, been very close. I mean, if we want to talk divisions and like, I think this is a, maybe an interesting episode down the line, but like if we power ranked a particular team's path to a division title, I think the Cowboys might have the easiest, but I think the Titans might have the second easiest because Houston is its own disaster right now uh, for a number of reasons. Jacksonville, Maybe you believe in their future, but not going to be competitive here in year one under Urban Meyer. And Indianapolis could kind of go one way or the other. They really are like the Washington of the AFC South. And so I believe in Ryan Tannehill. Derrick Henry has disproven a lot of things about running backs in terms of talent. Um, so, yeah, give me the Titans. They belong in, but I really have no faith that they're actually going to do it. They Agreed. could, but their defense was awful last year. They cannot get a pass rush. They tried to do it with Jadevian Clowney. That didn't work out at all. They are desperate for some pass rush. Now, hopefully, Bud Dupree can help a little bit with that. He was their big signing. Um, but I, I just don't I don't love them. They're, they're in a weird situation. They're good enough to make the playoffs for sure, but I don't think they're good enough to get over the hump, especially in a loaded AFC. But I agree that was a solid pick by you. Tennessee Titans, I think you're just scared of Mike Vrabel and what he might do to you if you heard this podcast and you didn't take him. Well, Mike Vrabel loves to talk about threats um, on podcasts sometimes to his own uh, anatomical situation. Uh, <laughs> but um, I can't put my finger on the situation. I don't love that I love the Titans. I just, the it's the uniforms. That's like what holds me back from being completely all the way in. Like if the Titans and I were in like a rom-com together and they were like, what's holding you back? I feel like it's the uniforms. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, they, the uniforms look like they're, they're servers at a Greek restaurant, but not like a nice Greek restaurant, like a kitschy kind of. Like a Greek restaurant in like a really bad rom-com that was on ABC Family. You know what I mean? Like, like it, it just, I, I don't know. It's hard, hard to really totally figure out. But uh, nevertheless, the Titans now on our list. All right. And my last AFC team that I'm going to pick. Oh, whoa. It, okay. It's a gamble. It is a gamble, but I will go with the Indianapolis Colts. Mm. Carson Wentz, when he is right, has shown that he is good enough to lead a team on a charge into the playoffs. Now, he hasn't been able to stay healthy to, to complete the job. But he has shown he has the talent here to go on a run. And if he's ever going to go on a run, it's going to be now. He's going to play behind the best offensive line he's ever played behind. He's got Frank Reich now as his head coach, which is who was a key part in his success when he was with the Eagles. The Colts' defense is absolutely legitimate with DeForest Buckner and Darius Leonard. They know how to build a team in Indianapolis. I'd like to see them get a couple more weapons to really solidify the plan here and help him along. But they could be a potential threat in the AFC with Carson Wentz. It's all starting to line up, so I have to put him in the 16. And you can't do anything about it because you already used your veto. 
it is interesting to me that of all the places we pegged, you know, as would be destinations for the big time free agent wide receivers, I know Allen Robinson didn't get there, but the Colts haven't helped out their quarterback. The Ravens haven't helped out their quarterback. The only team that has is the New York Giants, which seemed incredibly unpredictable. I will say this about the Colts. I totally agree with you. Worth putting in here for wild card purposes alone. Um, But generally speaking, the predictable thing never works. Right, like it was super predictable. Like from the moment Carson Wentz got benched, it was like, oh, he he needs to go to uh to Indianapolis, reunite with Frank Reich, whatever the case may be. The predictable thing never works. And so in that sense, I am concerned about what is happening here. Uh, but I I like the inclusion of them. So do what do you think about the predictable thing? That kind of were I kind of agree. Like I right. hate to <laughs> agree with you generally, but you're right. Like sometimes we we all sort of see this coming and we all look at it. like nobody thought Brady was going to the Bucks. He was right. not on anybody's list and he goes there and they bring a bunch of people and they win the Super Bowl. Like you're right. The predictable thing doesn't work out the way we think it's going to. Um okay, so we are nine teams in. Only two of them were not in the playoffs last year. Um although the Cowboys you know, certainly extenuating circumstances and the Chargers, meaning that it's starting to get a little bit thin here, stats. Um, this I'll say this might be a candidate for a veto. And this just kind of looking at the the you know the scale of things might be our last AFC representative. We would be fools to bet against Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. Now I realize that maybe you're not, and I don't mean you specifically, I mean you, the loyal listener. Shout out to Liam once again. Uh, maybe you're like, look, the Patriots, I don't buy all the offseason stuff, all the free agency stuff, whatever. Again, this dude has been hibernating for a year. <laughs> I, I do not want to poke that, so I think it's fair to include them on our list. I think it is, too. I think that they are zigging when everybody else is zagging. They're building a power football team back up with the two tight ends and John Smith and Hunter Henry. I think Cam will be better. He's presumably not going to get COVID-19. It's the second year in the system. They've added Nelson Aguilar. They've added Kendrick Bourne, the stud of studs, as I have said earlier on this uh, program. I think that Belichick is getting some players back who opted out, more opt-outs than anybody else in the league. You're crazy to bet against him. I'm I'm not going to say that the smartest coach in the NFL isn't going to have one of the 16 teams with a shot to win a Super Bowl. Agreed. Um, I have a guess who your next pick is going to be because it is your turn. Yeah, go ahead. So stats went like AFC East, AFC North, AFC West, AFC South. So he's now looking at the NFC East. I have a feeling that stats wants to go Washington at this point. Stats does not. Then, okay, well, I'll, I made my guess, but I, I do have another guess, but I don't want to ruin it. So I'll let you yeah. make your pick. I'm going to take the easy way out here, and I'm going to go with the Buccaneers. Yeah. Not because I believe, by the way, in this bring everybody back and we'll be straight. Like, that never works in the NFL, especially in the modern NFL. I, you know, there's that saying you're either getting better or getting worse, but you never stay the same. The odds that they're going to be better than they were last year and have the same injury luck or better injury luck than they did last year, I just don't see it. Tom Brady threw three picks in the second half of the NFC Championship game, and the Buccaneers' defense rose up and stuffed Aaron Rodgers and didn't make him pay for it. I don't know if that's going to happen again. Even though they have a very good team, I don't think they're winning the Super Bowl, but they're definitely going to get back to the playoffs, so I put them in the 16th. I completely agree with you. I didn't want to be the team that picked them just because, you know, it 
it was super obvious, but I mean, we have to pick them. I mentioned this earlier, Football Outsiders adjusted games lost for the 2020 season. So um, this was obviously a very unique season stats in that it involved games lost to COVID. Uh, so looking at percentage of games lost in, or, or percentage of, you know, legitimacy loss, rather, I should say, uh, without COVID factored in, the Atlanta Falcons lost the second fewest with 41%. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers... 25.6 percent what i mean it's just it was an i mean they walked the finest of lines and it worked out and they won the super bowl and congratulations to them for that but of all things that are likely to i mean not even regress to the other end of the spectrum but at least regress to the mean i mean that's likely to happen for the buccaneers it's been impressive that they've been able to wrangle up all their free agents and bring basically the whole crew back they haven't really lost anybody they're bringing the Dominic kong su back now kind of the latest one um but all of those things are likely you know the the bottom's going to come out at some point all right who are you going with next um i'm not pumped about this but or rather people are more pumped about this than i am I will take the Los Angeles Rams. I do buy that Sean McVay has kind of wanted to do this his way for a while now. I believe he believes that Matthew Stafford is the way. Shout out to the Mandalorian. Um, but I'm, I'm just not as convinced as most. Uh, maybe I'll be wrong. But we again, we would be stupid to bet against Sean McVay. They belong in the Sweet 16. I don't know why people are sleeping on Matt Stafford. Like, have you seen the dude throw the ball? He is an elite thrower of the football, and you're putting him with an elite head coach. He's never had anywhere close to the level of coach he's going to have in Sean McVay. Like, I, do people not realize like that matters? And you I pair think, him with. I, I think to answer that, and this might set you off in a different uh, direction, but I think that there are people or players that, like, we as people, they're just people that we just don't get. Like, I can acknowledge all these things are true about Matthew Stafford that I don't get it. This is, a, I once got roasted on Twitter for this. Um, I acknowledge fully that Darrell Revis is a Hall of Famer and one of the best corners of his generation. I just never, like, it never, like, slapped me in the face. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can acknowledge all of the truths that are associated with that. It just was never something that, like, I felt passionately about myself. And I think that there are things like that. Matthew Stafford's like that for me. But it's a little different with a corner because Revis, like, they just stopped throwing to sure. him. So you didn't get to see his greatness because he just wiped out that side of the field. But I, I think Stafford is going to be incredible. I think the Rams are going to be a huge problem. Their defense, by the way, they have elite players at two out of the three levels of defense and Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. I know they've lost some guys, too, because of their cap situation, but they are a major threat in the NFC. And I do not blame you at all for putting them on this list. Okay. Next up for me, mm, I don't want to do this. I don't feel good about it at all, but you've already used the veto, so I'll put the Minnesota Vikings on the list. Ooh. I know that people love to hate Kirk Cousins. He's great. I know they love to hate him. He's really good. He's never hurt. He puts up 30 touchdowns a year. Like People love Justin Jefferson. You know part of the reason Justin Jefferson was so good? Because Kirk Cousins was throwing him the ball. He's not flashy. He's kind of a dork. I've called him the human sweater vest. I stand by that. But the dude can play. And as long as they have him, Mike Zimmer is a really good defensive head coach. He said that he was most frustrated last year by his defense than any other defense he's ever had. I think he's going to get it straightened out. Again, I'm not putting them in the upper tier to win the Super Bowl, but we're picking 16 teams. They have to be in. I agree. And I've talked a lot about divisions and kind of paths to the playoffs. If the Packers do have some sort of aggression, um, 
I guess I guess the best way to put this is the the Vikings are the best non-Packers team in the NFC North by far because obviously the Lions are this team that's now rebuilding and and we'll see you know how that works out the Bears I hope it does um, as my pup does as well uh, for his namesakes you know reasons but um, not actually his namesake but you get the point um, so I think it's fair I think it's certainly fair to include the Vikings I I like that pick and I think you're in a really interesting spot stats because you have taken seven teams and one of them is not a particular team with a gold helmet um so i don't know if you are either not a believer or you want to save the best for last kind of thing um i have to be really strategic with these picks um i don't believe in washington i i mean i think that they're good but i'm fine if we don't include them in our sweet 16 teams that can win the super bowl um i i want to say i don't believe in this team i i don't even know that i believe in this head coach that much anymore but I believe in this quarterback, and for that reason, he has to be on this list, and that is the Seattle Seahawks and Russell Wilson. And you think he's going to be playing there? Obviously. I do. I do. You're the last man standing on the Russell Wilson's going to get traded hill, and I realize that you've you've like – You've bought several properties. You've got an Airbnb on a couple that you're renting out. Like you've you've got a lot of investment here. Um, it just isn't practical anymore. Like there isn't there isn't a home for him. You yourself said on the podcast, you're like when BLG was like, "Well, where's he going to play?" You're like, "Well, that's a thing. It's tough." Yeah, like it's tough. It's it's impossible to find a place that makes sense now. So I think I think he's elsewhere in 2022, but I think he's a Seahawk this season. But like, what is going to be so different about 2022 as opposed to now? I mean time and 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 life right like things will happen and you know if the situation really is this bad it will continue to be bad and i i forget who it was that said it on the around the nfl podcast it was the uh the seahawks beat writer that covers them for the athletic my apologies uh but noted that this was like this is like a campaign for russell wilson's like team like team russ like team russell's representation and we're starting to hear like things you would hear in like a presidential campaign like verbiage and like the same sort of things that are being repeated so that when it fails within seattle this season all of the team russ stands will be like well look at that you didn't do this you didn't do that like of course who wouldn't want to leave you're the ones who are driving him away whatever and so this is the this is the pre-setup work that team russ is doing to get him out of there and next season will be when the new tv deals kick in by the way I agree that they should be in the list because Russ is just that good. But it is interesting to me. You know, I I do pause for a second when I say, is he going to be as all in as he has been? And if he's not, to me, when he doesn't play like Superman, their defense is not good enough for them to win. I know people are like, oh, their defense got better down the stretch last year. No, it didn't. They played a bunch of tomato cans down the stretch last year. That's why they look better. Their defense doesn't look any better to me. Their best player on defense is Bobby Wagner, who's ancient, and Jamal Adams, who is, as I've said many times, the St. Elmo's Steakhouse of safeties because St. Elmo's is a steakhouse known for their cocktail sauce, and Jamal Adams is a safety known for sacking the quarterback. Like That's not the thing you're supposed to do. I have no confidence in their defense. If Russ isn't all in, I don't know what we're going to see out of them, but he's so damn good that they absolutely belong in the 16 teams. All right, RJ, I guess you're going to make me do it. I didn't want to do it because I wanted to make you do it. I wanted to hear the words come out of your mouth, but since I'm not sure you're going to do it and I can't leave it up to chance, it's the San Francisco 49ers. And if you think I'm crazy, you're just not looking at reality. They are bringing... (laughs) Basically, everybody back from the 2019 team, more or less, 
couple of exceptions, but most of them are back. Trent Williams is there instead of Joe Staley. That's an upgrade. They've already gotten to a Super Bowl with this team. I don't know why people don't think they couldn't get back. Even if they replaced Jimmy Garoppolo, a quarterback, with a rookie, there's nothing that Jimmy Garoppolo did that a rookie quarterback cannot do. The 49ers have one of the best rosters in the entire league. I know they play in a tough division, but you mentioned that Football Outsiders article. According to that article, the 49ers are the second most injured team in the last 20 years. And they still, at times last season, were in the running for a playoff spot. If you think they're going to be that injured again, bet against them. But I don't. And if they aren't that injured again, they're making the playoffs. If Jimmy Garoppolo is replaced in some way, like I I have more faith at this point in rookie quarterback X leading the 2021 San Francisco 49ers than I do 2021 Jimmy Garoppolo leading the 2021 San Francisco 49ers. I will feel much better about this. Um, I don't have my veto left, but I, I wouldn't use it because I think it's fair. Just just like it's fair to say I'm willing to spend this pick on this quarterback, it's fair to say I'm willing to spend this pick on this coach, not to disrespect the rest of the 49ers roster. Um, I would take Seattle's odds over San Francisco's. Just because the quarterback position is that important um, and Russell is that good, it would be narrow for me. But just to kind of put in perspective where they land here. Um, so I'm fine with this. I'm glad that you got the 49ers in. It wouldn't have been a proper look ahead exercise if you hadn't. I have one pick left and you do still have your veto. Um, and I'm worried that you're going to use it here on the Arizona Cardinals. Veto. Okay. 100%. See, Are you serious? No. I no serious chance. Stats because I just suckered you. I wanted you to spend your veto so I could put the New Orleans Saints on the list. Welcome to the Sweet 16, Sean Payton. We played Stats' rage against you. Look, I'm not super confident that, <laughs> that New Orleans is going to win the Super Bowl. But if we're, if we're giving all this deference to Kyle Shanahan, hey, we got to put him on the list because he's a great head coach. That same deference belongs to Sean Payton. I don't know that I believe in Jameis Winston or the greatest quarterback ever in Taysom Hill, but that roster is very good as well. And so I don't, and that division could be sneakily up for grabs if Tampa does regress. Atlanta's a mess. Carolina's a mess. And so it is fair to include a team that has been so close for so long in the mix. Congratulations to the New Orleans Saints. We did it. Well, first of all, I mean, I had to veto the... What if I didn't veto? You would have lost respect for me if I didn't veto the Cardinals. I mean, give I, me a break. I was going to have to, like, pretend to be into it. Um, <laughs> so, but I was hoping that, that they would last because I knew that was an automatic veto from you. That's a sneaky move by you. I do. <laughs> that's a good play. Um, I agree that the Saints... I mean, I see your reasoning there. But here's the thing. If I told you the Saints missed the playoffs this year, would you be stunned? No, but right. I would... But I would I would be mad if we didn't include them. You know what I mean? Like that's that's where it boils down to for me. I just okay, like okay, Sean Payton, you're going to be the one that fixes Jameis Winston, right? Every coach he's ever had in the NFL has said, if I could just get his interceptions down, he would be awesome, right? Okay, like if you're banking on that, like you don't get to be in the NFL unless you're confident like that. So I don't blame him for that. But if you're asking me if I think that's going to be the case, hell no. Guys that turn the ball over can wreck game plans. They neutralize everything else. It doesn't matter how talented your roster is. It doesn't matter how good your game plan is or your play calling is. If you turn the ball over, you're not going to win. And Jameis has shown again and again and again, that's who he is. And it's not going to change. I 
think there's validity to everything you're saying, but I mean, this is like, I mean, this is like the ultimate party for Sean Payton, right? Like he's, he's used to partying. He's used to going out. This is like, you know, that episode of how I met your mother where Barney Stinson, they got for new year's and he has the get psyched mix. And it's like all the songs that like are great for like a getting pumped up night. And it's like, like thunderstruck by ACDC and stuff like that. This is that playlist for Sean. Like he gets to live in Nirvana. And so like, I'm fascinated to see how it plays out. I do have some quick rapid fire questions for you stats. I know we've gone a bit long. My first question is, who among these 16 teams, if you could remove, would be the first one you would want to? Probably the Titans. I really don't. Mine would be the Colts. Be Mine would be the Colts. Just because, I mean, that's the thing. Like, you're willing to bet on Carson Wentz. How are you not willing to bet on Jameis Winston with Sean Payton helping him out? You know what I mean? Carson Wentz has been better than Jameis Winston's ever been. That is, well, at the peak of Carson Wentz. But, like, yes. there, there were versions of Jameis much better than what we've seen of Carson Wentz over the last, like, 20 or so games. Um, so that's my first question. My second question, maybe this is a more interesting one, if you could put a team that is not on this list on the list, who would it be? Begrudgingly, it would be the Steelers. That's my pick. Because too. their defense is so good. And Tomlin is a really good coach. Even when everything went to hell and he was playing with Duck Hodges as his quarterback, they still didn't they still went eight and eight. Mm-hmm. So I would I, I was thinking about them, but Ben down the stretch last year really scared me. He really fell off a cliff. And maybe he just needed a year to kind of come back from that surgery and he'll be better this year. But we're not talking about a guy that is very disciplined when it comes to taking care of his body. And so now for him to suddenly become that at this point in his career, I don't think that's going to happen. So I'm not predicting a huge bounce back from Ben. So they were the one team I thought about that we didn't put on. I agree with you. I think the Steelers are kind of the saints of the AFC. Um, This great roster around the quarterback questions at the position, great head coach. uh, But the Steelers have such a harder road in front of them within their own division uh, that the saints do. So um, who's the pick that you are most proud of? And who is the pick that I made that you're the most jealous of? I'm jealous of your Patriots pick Mm. because I just think that's, that's just smart. They're not going to have, have another down year. They're getting everybody back. Everything is lining up for them to be much better than they were. So I I really think that that's the pick I'm jealous of. I'm jealous of your Vikings pick. I could go low hanging fruit and say the bills, but the Vikings are that team that like, there is generally like a team that not comes out of nowhere, but it comes out of like, holy crap, they were not that great last year. What happened? And the Vikings are a prime candidate to be that in my mind. Um, the pick that I'm most proud of myself uh, is probably, probably, probably the Rams um, just because they're the safest bet. Like they have such a high floor because of Sean McVay. And that, that really is such a, a potential massive turnaround with Matthew Stafford. I agree. I think that was a smart pick by you. I'm a little jealous. I didn't get them. Uh, I'm pretty proud of my chargers pick. Good for you. Everything's lining up there. I think Herbert is going to be incredible. The roster around them is good. They have a better head coach now. Like I, everything is, is looking like the chargers are going up. Mm. Well, uh, condolences to the Raiders and the Cardinals, although the Cardinals were kind of a sacrificial condolence um, in order to get us who we needed to right. get. <laughs> you used the Cardinals as a human shield. It was awesome, and it worked out wonderfully. J.J. <laughs> J- J- Watt would be thrilled to know that I gave him an opportunity to be a human shield. I wouldn't have vetoed the Saints, though, even if I could. That's the thing. I had, I to, do- I had to play it safe, though, because we, we know you. <laughs> I do hate the Saints. That is true. <laughs> 
Uh, well, it's going to be awesome when Taysom Hill is the quarterback who wins the, the Super Bowl for them. Yeah, okay. Maybe in Madden, if Taysom Hill starts his own <laughs> franchise. That's going to do it for this edition of The Look Ahead. We hope you have enjoyed it. As again, uh, we want to remind you, rate, review, subscribe to the SB Nation NFL show. If you leave a question in your review, we will happily answer it. And if you insult Pete Sweeney, I'm here for that too. RJ, thank you very much, sir. Is there anything you want to leave the gentle listener with? I find Pete Sweeney to be an incredible individual, a phenomenal person, and a wonderful co-host. All qualities that also represent my friend Rob Stats Guerrera. Um, I appreciate the love for Taylor Swift and Surfaces. Um, and uh, enjoy the, I was going to say enjoy the actual Sweet 16, but we know that the actual Sweet 16 is the one that we just unfolded. Boom. All right.